0: Tampa police say the person in this video was not a victim. She's now facing a prostitution charge. SwapUSA.org slash donate. SwapUSA. Fetus Kalita is here to say words worth hearing on this here program.
1: And now we're on take three. We had a take two and a take one and a before we started take repeat. So we're doing the thing.
0: One plus two plus three means sex workers finally have rights, right? If only it were that easy. Hey.
1: But speaking of sex workers' rights, next month is February. And what happens in February?
0: The Snoop and Dre football show.
1: I'm pretty sure that was a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Fine. (laughs) <laughs> but yes, uh, it is the Super Bowl, and of course, every year around Super Bowl time, uh, we start seeing an uptick of claiming that the Super Bowl is like just this event that brings in so much sex trafficking um, that sex trafficking numbers spike right around Super Bowl Sunday. The, the big game creates a much bigger demand for prostitutes, many of whom are forced into sex work. What are the what are the signs and and these these prostitutes? born right here in the U.S. Right. And I like to call them trafficking victims. Trafficking victims. If they're victims. forced into prostitution, that's trafficking victims. And the signs would be, uh, and and this isn't for the prostitution, this is for sex trafficking. Yeah. The signs would be somebody who is timid or afraid to look at you. Will traffickers be bringing in victims specifically for the event, is that true? I think they will. I absolutely, I know they will. Sergeant Snyder says there's hard evidence that's true, and he personally saw it last year. In the the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, we had intelligence, information, current,
0: about traffickers here that were gonna be bringing victims to Houston for the Super Bowl.
1: Dr. Martin agrees. From what the academic literature shows, yes. (laughs)
0: So we are able to verify the claim that sex traffickers bring victims into host cities
1: specifically for the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, Uh, I remember, uh, yeah, yeah, folks like, um, I'll I'll go ahead and just say the names. In 2014, I think it was, Mm -hmm. I I heard... uh, David Pakman, Anna Kasparian, Cenk mm-hmm. Unger, uh, mm-hmm. uh, some, some other names, folks out there yeah. that, uh, that uh, really believed this to the point where I almost did an episode on it. And then I started reading and I was like, this looks fishy.
1: <laughs> it is
0: indeed,
1: it is indeed. Human trafficking in continued form. My perspective is, if there is evidence to investigate, then allow the investigation to take place. And she was forced into uh, the sex industry, uh, sex trafficking. And uh, now there's been uh, enough of an investigation to find, prosecute and convict uh, the, the head of that sex trafficking ring. Yeah, and so this, uh, I'm just, it's like a little uh, opinion piece. It's coming off the Nevada Independent from Adalind Gray, and I just wanted to read it because I, you know, we're already in January. The Super Bowl is next month. It's February 11th. It's what, like the 8th or 9th or something right now? I don't even know the 7th right now.
0: The date today?
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is. I
0: think it's January 8th.
1: 8th, yeah. So it's about a month away. Which means that, like, we're now at the point where we're going to start seeing all of the uh, rhetoric and the media misinformation ramping up. So I kind of wanted to try to get out ahead of that a little bit and talk about some of the propaganda that we see around the Super Bowl. And this article does a pretty good job of explaining uh, what's going on. It says, here we go again. Every year, the media uses large sporting events for clicks. Las Vegas sex workers, allies and activists call foul." (laughs) Ha ha. Fun pun. On the media's conflation of prostitution, forced labor, and terrorism supposedly associated uh, with the upcoming Super Bowl, which will be February 11th of this year. The Public Relations Blitz repeats the long discredited myth that major sporting events, such as the Super Bowl, are a magnet for sex trafficking. However, there is not a shred of evidence to support this claim. A simple web search or even checking Snopes.com would show it was false. The Global Alliance Against Traffic in Women has also debunked it, so why does it keep coming back?
0: In fact, a national nonprofit organization called In Our Backyard has been battling sex trafficking surrounding the Super Bowl for the past 13 years.
1: For the past 13 years. For the past 13 years 13 years but on the snopes page it really says this is from uh going back to 2012. that's how far back well i mean obviously the myths go back even further than that but snopes uh it was on snopes radar in 2012 and the title is do prostitutes flock to the city uh the super bowl is held in every year this widely believed piece of lore pops up every year before the big game Uh, And it is rated as mostly false. According to the widely believed year uh, lore, each year the city hosting the Super Bowl is inundated with an influx of prostitutes intent upon partaking of the big big bucks brought to the town hyped up by football fans. As each annual game approaches, the rumor surfaces anew that there is an unbelievably large number of girls poised to descend upon the (laughs) the hapless burg with sometimes as many as 100,000 women and girls ready and sometimes unwilling asserted to be on their way. Uh, and for example, they have uh, from K E P R T V TV from February, 2012. Uh, A quote, it says, behind all the glitz and glamour of the Super Bowl, an estimated 10,000 prostitutes were brought into the game. 10,000? Who
0: estimated this?
1: Uh, Well, let me click the, let me see if there's a, oh, nope, the article is gone. But that was the link from KEPR TV, most likely law enforcement. Um, And also something I want to add, because someone may be listening to this, and you may be a discerning listener, and note that I haven't said sex trafficking, I keep saying prostitution. You're right. These do say prostitution. However, what you have to realize is that in accordance with U.S. laws is there really is no distinction between commercial sex work and human sex trafficking. So essentially, when they're saying, uh, what do they say, 10,000 prostitutes were brought in, they mean traffic victims because there really isn't um, a distinction between that. And if you look at, for example, like a lot of the rad swerf turf type, um, Talking points, they'll tell you that like almost everyone in the sex industry is trafficked and has a pimp. If you look at different rescue agencies, right, like the uh, Tim Ballard Operation Underground Railroad, even though they're currently in a little bit of a period of disgrace because he himself is apparently a sexual abuser. Um, you know, they say that, you know, you have to rescue these girls because they're being trafficked. When you look at law enforcement, even when someone has been trafficked, they're oftentimes still arrested and a victim of the criminal justice system because there's an attitude that putting someone in jail for, um, prostitution-related crimes, even if they are a victim of trafficking, is better than them working, um, or having a pimp. So, um... You have to realize that uh, that part of the reason that sex workers are so adamant about calling themselves sex workers and saying that sex work is work is to make a distinction between sex trafficking and sex work. Those are not the same thing, right? Like, and we recognize this in other industries. For example, we know there's tons of labor trafficking in the agricultural industry, but we also know there's a, there's a difference between someone who says, "I own my own farm and I'm an independent farmer," versus someone who says, "I was forcibly brought up here from, you know, a Latin American country and I'm forced to do uh, like picking and packing of you know fruits during harvest season." Right? We understand those are different. It's the same thing with sex work and sex trafficking. It doesn't actually help people who are being trafficked. Or sex workers to conflate the two because they have different um, immediate needs in the moment and conflating them is just not helpful so um, do keep in mind that uh, sometimes these outlets will straight up say sex trafficking victims are increased due to the Super Bowl some of them will say um, prostitutes or sex workers are coming because of the Super Bowl but really in actuality they mean the same people but also these people don't exist because these people are not coming in by the tens of thousands because of the Super Bowl okay
0: a hidden and complex operation.
1: Normally the first hour or two, we spend a lot of time going through the ads.
0: Involving Tampa and St. Pete police working alongside the FBI and Homeland Security. They're attempting to lure sex trafficking victims and those who sell them. Yeah, that claim, when I'm looking at the numbers of people that attend the Super Bowl, so you're, the claim is that 14.2% of people in attendance, are trafficked there. Yeah. 14.2%. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, 10,000. 10,000.
0: 10,000. And what what it says here is that on average 70,000 people attend the event. Obviously not all in the stands. People are probably Mm -hmm. tailgating and doing whatever the heck else they're doing. Yeah. A crime that
1: spikes during big events like the Super Bowl. And it's a logical premise, many fans who turn up for the game are long on cash and short on inhibitions, and prostitution thrives on the plenitude of the one and the relative lack of the other. However, the facts do not conform to the hypothesis. While prostitution may take place in Super Bowl host cities during the week of the game, the vice exists in those locales at other times too, and data confirming the presence of thousands, tens of thousands, or maybe even 100,000, or more freshly arrived, uh, women <coughs> women on the evening of the Super Bowl host city is lacking. Wait, they're saying there's a hundred thousand now? <laughs> Up to a hundred thousand. Up
0: to a so actually more than people who went to see the the foosball. You know, kicking the old uh, pig skin around. Yes.
1: I look for indicators that might indicate that they're victims.
0: Tampa Police Detective Tony Aguiar scours hundreds of local sex ads. He says these indicators suggest some of the women and teenagers in the ads are being trafficked. So there's that, that is that is ridiculous numbers. Like if anything, I think now you kind of you kind of want them there like that's more soda pop sales. That's <laughs> right?
1: Right, and I think that that's also like a big part of the problem when we talk about like trafficking or sex work and the numbers is people will literally just say anything. Mm. Anything. Yeah. Like it actually, like if you thought it seemed probable that tens of thousands of people would, whether voluntarily show up as sex workers or because they were being trafficked, show up to one city for the Super Bowl for one week, like think about that for real. Yeah. it's the same thing about like ninety percent of people in the sex trade are trafficked. Ninety percent. How did you pull that number? Yeah,
0: think about things people say when they say them to you, like don't like I know it It feels rude to just assume someone is lying or ignorant especially considering that those words colloquially or colloquially are treated more as slurs mm-hmm. than descriptors remember ignorant is a descriptive word yeah. describes a person that lacks information yeah. or accurate information or lying is a way to describe what someone says it's not saying they're the most evil and we all need to get mid, well, get medieval on them, right? It's not mm-hmm. time to break out the dark ages because I called someone a liar. It's just being accurate about describing the words they said. Yeah, absolutely. They're false.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, really think about that, like in terms of numbers. Because there are, if almost everyone in the sex industry is trafficked, right? And there are, if you look at the UCR, that's the Uniform Crime Reports, the FBI puts them out every year where they do. Uh, They collect data from several police departments across the country and show, like, you know, it was this many arrests for murder, this many arrests for robbery. They also have um, things like prostitution arrests. If almost every sex worker is trafficked and actually a sex trafficking victim, and there are thousands of prostitution related arrests every year, where are the traffickers? Tampa
0: police say the person in this video was not a victim. She's now facing a prostitution
1: charge. Where are they? Like, they can't be that far away.
0: Like, are they just that skilled? Right. Are they just the greatest escape? All- like, then like, get them the fucking caps- like Harry Houdini motherfuckers out here. Yeah, like at that point, then they know where Hoffa is. Then, like, if they're <laughs> that good at hiding, like, come on, buddy, seriously.
1: Um, And the article goes on, and again, this is the Snopes article, which is the hyperlink from the one I started from. They also add that nor is there uh, substantial evidence that large numbers of sex workers are involuntarily trafficked to the area of the event. As Kate Mogulescu, founder and supervising attorney of the Trafficking Victims Advocacy Project, wrote just before the 2014 Super Bowl, quote, A now familiar feature of Super Bowl coverage wherever the Super Bowl is held is an abundance of stories everywhere from CNN to MSNBC reporting that the event will cause a surge in sex trafficking to capitalize on the influx of fans and tourists. The problem is that there is no substantiation of these claims and this rhetoric turns out to be just that, rhetoric. No data actually supporting the notion that increased sex trafficking accompanies accompanies uh, the Super Bowl the Global Alliance against traffic in women a non-network uh, of non-governmental organizations published a report in 2011 we're now going into 2024 we've been battling this myth since 2011 uh, Examining the record on sex trafficking related to the World Cup soccer games, the Olympics and the Super Bowl, it found that, quote, despite massive media attention, law enforcement measures and efforts by prostitution abolitionist groups, there is no empirical evidence that trafficking for prostitution increases around large sporting events. Even with this lack of evidence, the myth has taken hold through the sheer force of repetition, playing on desires to want to rescue trafficking victims and appear tough on crime. Whether the game is in Dallas, Indiana, Indianapolis, or New Orleans, the pattern is the same. Each Super Bowl host state forms a trafficking task force to, quote, respond to the issue. The task force issues, issues a national uh, a foreboding statement, and the National Football League pledges to work with local law enforcement to address trafficking. And news conference after news, con- news conference is held. The actual number of traffickers investigated or prosecuted hovers around Zero. Zero. If ten now and again think about these numbers. If 10,000 <laughs> 10, people are being trafficked into a city and they can't find more than five traffickers, the math ain't mathin, my friends. It's not mathin. Um, and then also there's a quote from the Global Alliance Against Traffic in Women. Uh, who says the assumed link between large sporting events and trafficking for prostitution has been argued most forcefully by groups who believe that eradicating sex work will decrease trafficking, i.e. prostitution abolitionists. These groups have claimed that large groups of men resulted in an increased demand uh, for paid sexual services and that this demand will supposedly be met through the trafficking of women. This simplistic equation relies on problematic assumptions about masculinity, business practices within the sex industry, sex workers' capacity to take action, and the root causes of trafficking. The hype around large sporting events and increases in trafficking for prostitution is often based on misinformation, poor data, and a tendency to sensationalize. Despite the lack of evidence, this idea continues to hold great appeal for prostitution, abolitionist groups, anti-immigration groups, uh, politicians, scholars, and journalists. What's troubling is the fact that this is being taken for granted granted as fact, particularly by politicians. On various occasions, politicians have uncritically repeated this claim, despite the fact that numerous researchers, anti-trafficking experts, and NGOs, non-governmental organizations, (laughs) have repeatedly stated there is no evidence of a link between large sporting events and trafficking for prostitution. Despite massive media attention, law enforcement measures, uh, and efforts by prostitution abolitionist groups, there is no empirical evidence that trafficking for prostitution increases around these large sporting events. This link has been debunked by other trafficking organizations and researchers as well. There is also no empirical evidence that the demand for paid sex increases dramatically during international sporting events. Okay? Okay. I just like, oh, this just frustrates me so much because we keep doing it, you know, we keep hearing it repeated. Uh, And the article also notes that Super Bowl host cities have braced for the arrival of legions of -of out-of-town prostitutes tend to discover that law enforcement manpower expended on this front could have been put to more effective use elsewhere.
0: You know, covering this when you cover sex workers' rights... It's like an atheist podcast covering the real history of Christmas every December. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs>
1: like- <laughs> it really is. Like, okay, guys, it's Columbus Day again. Let's talk about yeah, Columbus. Here like, we go. <laughs> doing it again. Doing it again. Uh, So they note, in 1998 for the Super Bowl, police in the host city of San Diego did not cancel vacations, switch to 12-hour shifts, nor form a task force to deal with prostitution because such measures were deemed unnecessary after the city having hosted that same event in 1988. Uh, Said Phoenix Police Sergeant Tommy Thompson after the 2008 Super Bowls, uh, Super Bowls. Ha, <laughs> Super Bowl. Huh. Uh, we may have had certain precincts that were going gangbusters looking for prostitutes, but they were picking up everyday street <laughs> prostitutes.
0: How old is this cat? Gangbusters? Gangbusters. Gang we're, they're going gangbusters. They're going gangbusters. My goodness, like what is the mustache looking like on this cat? Was that a, a cis man that said that? Uh yeah, a, a Tommy si- Thompson. Oh, I can't imagine the mustache <laughs> on this cat. They're going gangbusters.
1: Oh, God. Street smots. John- yes, I was about to yeah. say it's the John Mulaney cop. <laughs> Um, But he said, uh, uh, we had certain precincts going gangbusters looking for prostitutes, but they were picking up your everyday street prostitutes. They didn't notice any sort of glitch in the number of prostitution arrests leading up to the Super Bowl. In 2009, Tampa police spokeswoman Andrea Davis said, We didn't see a huge influx of prostitutes coming into Tampa. The arrests were not a lot higher. They were almost the same. Arlington, Texas, Deputy Chief Jamie Ayala reported after after the 2011 Super Bowl that of the 59 people arrested for prostitution-related offenses, only 13 were non-local sex workers.
0: And you know this is a problem that we need to just end, as far as like making up this lie, when that crowd Mm -hmm. is saying yo, you're lying about this. Like, Mm -hmm. even that crowd, like, come on. Right? Do Do I just say it? The cops, like when even the cops are like, come on.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, Yeah, and going back to the original article on the Nevada Independent, um, they note that as it resurfaces, federal and local law enforcement agencies have used this, quote, trafficking hysteria as an excuse to mount lucrative vice stings. Law enforcement engages in routine roundups of sex workers and their customers, a majority of whom are people of color, immigrants, and the unhoused. According to a 2021 report from the USC Gold School of Law's International Human Rights Clinic, uh, they said that they were against these prostitution raids, calling them ineffective against trafficking, traumatizing to sex workers. Catching real traffickers is much harder work. Locking up sex workers. They use the word prostitute so much in this article.
0: Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah. I, have, I have not, like, this, bro, like, I just want to, like, make this the worst editing job ever and bleep every time you say <laughs> it. <laughs>
1: I mean, but again, also this is like they're citing sources going all the way back to 2008, 2011, 2012. That was before the term sex worker was much more socially accepted.
0: Again, it's so long ago we were in our 20s.
1: Right. Like, And I think that that's also you know, does speak to some of the progress that sex worker advocates are making, because I don't think an article would come out now using the word prostitute this much, even though this was acceptable in 2010. You know, this isn't happening in 2024.
0: Yeah, and like I said, like, I get a lot of my news from, um, folks, remember, like, on the YouTube, you can subscribe to regular local news stations, Mm -hmm. like, right now, like, it's fun to be subscribed to Texas local news stations, (laughs) like, yeah, you yeah, see some stuff. All right, subscribe to uh, Jacksonville's local news station. And I see these things, and these folks say sex worker. Mm-hmm. All I'm subscribed to uh, a Los Angeles local news station, I think uh, Oklahoma, uh, Washington State, of course. And I'm pretty sure Ohio and Nevada and all of these places, they all say sex workers now. Yep. I was listening to a, a, a film reviewer that just it, it reviews black films. Mm-hmm. And they and remember the first couple times they were like sex worker. Like you could hear the question mark in his head. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, is this how I say it now? Mm-hmm. But that was like 2019. Mm-hmm. Now, 2023 is just like, so this character is a sex worker and whoop, whoop, whoop and gets on to the next thing.
1: Yeah, I heard that even on um like Law and Order they say sex workers now.
0: Oh yeah, I um I don't watch that program.
1: I don't either, but that's what I've heard. Like huh. it's it's too propaganda for me, but mm. people like it. I guess it makes them feel good to watch it. Like because it's uh, like an idealized like this is how police are actually supposed to function, and like that makes people feel good, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think the meme was um you, you get to see police take rape seriously. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know. Um, but the article notes that catching real traffickers is hard work, locking up sex workers and their clients who are engaged in commercial consensual sex. That's how I know this shit is old, because we also don't say commercial consensual sex anymore. Eh. Um, oh, and folks might ask why, like, we don't try to use terms like consensual sex worker, consensual sex worker, is because if you're not a consensual sex worker, you are a victim of sex trafficking, right? Yeah. Like, again, trying to keep those things separate, um in terms of what a person is experiencing at that time you know yeah and
0: just i'm not afraid to be called pedantic call me call me the p word all day call say (laughs) say it with a hard antic all right because (laughs) words mean things exactly and also like if you're gonna use it for sex workers use it for all workers fine that is a consensual cashier yeah exactly (laughs) uh uh-huh. yeah consensual domestic labor right yeah. ah look at that consensual forklift
1: operator hey
0: buddy you having a good time there yeah. no, no one's doing that exactly exactly
1: uh but why are resources allocated to policing folks who already exist on the margins of society whether they employ whether they are employed in a shadow economy unhoused or economically disadvantaged those resources would be better deployed to help address the widespread public health crises affecting our communities such as lack of affordable housing in Las Vegas alone, the unho- unhoused population is in desperate need of resources. Instead of criminalizing the poor who live outside of society's idea of acceptable, we should be providing ample resources to people to ensure ensure that they can live safe, sustainable lives. So,
0: what year is this article
1: from again? Uh, that was a quote from 2012. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I just wanted to point that out Um, as you see the propaganda, please question it. You know, um, if you're on social media, like share it and be like, this is wrong. This is propaganda. This is strictly to like beef up police numbers and police arrests, you know? And again, I just want to point out that this is because I know we're like in a true crime obsessed culture right now. Like this is the same thing as like the serial killers, right? Find me a story about a serial killer that didn't keep killing people due to police incompetence. This is the same thing. If 10,000 people are being trafficked into a city for, you know, by these like the shadowy ring of pimps or whatever, how come none of these pimps are getting arrested? How can 10,000 people end up in a city and you can't find them? And you can't find the people who traffic them,
0: especially with how pimps tend to carry and comport themselves. You can't find the pimp. <laughs> really? It's like where's Waldo? Come on, man. <laughs> you can't find the pimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, just you know what? Put a flashlight on the crowd. The person that glistens back is the pimp. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Come on. Seriously.
1: But, you know, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of that shit is just based in, like, racism and anti-immigrant policy. You're like, oh, there's a black guy. He's got to be a pimp. And it's like, that's not how it works. But, Yeah, again, and, I,
0: and I did do a, that. That joke was on the stereotype. Like, I'm thinking Bishop Don Juan type look. Oh, book. yeah. Yeah.
1: I know what you're talking about. But, you know... But again, I just can't, like, stress enough that when you see these things, you have to push back on these media narratives because people really believe this shit is true and they believe this is really happening. And so you have people who genuinely have good intentions, uh, who end up supporting bad policies and bad ideas because they were given misinformation about what the real problem was, right? And again, you need to go back to like holding police accountable, however, one is supposed to do that. I just saw a new report saying police killed an average of three people a day last year. I don't know how we're gonna do it. Hold police accountable, but you know, hypothetically, you know, ask why they aren't arresting traffickers. If 10,000 people are coming into one city for one week, not over a year, not over six months, 10,000 people in one week who are being trafficked and you can't find the traffickers you can't rescue these victims the math ain't mathin start questioning these numbers and yep. who's putting them out there
0: you are not the rescuers and your narrative is down under yes yeah we're 90s kids i like it i like it
1: so yeah i just wanted to you know cover that because that's something that bothers me and i know the propaganda's coming so there we go
0: yeah yeah but instead we bring the swap agenda. We do bring the swap agenda. Swapusa.org Slash donate Yes Right So that and,
1: huh. Oh I was just gonna say And then we do have another video That we will be uploading Later um, About how uh, Basically stigmatizing Sex workers Has led to Increased rates of HIV infections In um, South Africa In particular And among Transgender sex workers So Yeah that will be going up shortly.
0: That's what y'all want? Y'all want, you want HIV back? So you you like the Reagan administration? It was the worst of times? It was the worst of times? It was the worst
1: of times and it was the worser of times. Um... (laughs) But also, like, keeping in mind that not only, like, are we seeing um, rises in STIs and in particular, like, a rise in HIV due to, like, stigma against sex workers, that also, when you have populations that have those sort of um, already pre-existing conditions or chronic illnesses, we're still in a COVID pandemic. I can't imagine um, how if you already have HIV and then you get COVID, uh, how that's going to impact your terms of survival, uh, your risk of getting long COVID, how serious your long COVID will be, even if you have a short term infection, like how much it will drain your immune system. Like there's broader implications around more than just HIV at this point because of COVID and we should really be talking about that. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you are. Ah, All right. And uh, we'll be back next year on this one. And remember, um, the Ruby Doss uh, sentencing coming up early next month. Yes. Uh, I say the Ruby Doss sentencing uh, because of the, the Ruby Doss trial wrapped up and now the um, the perpetrator will be getting sentenced.
1: Uh, yeah, Richard, I believe it's pronounced Aguirre. It's A G U I R R E, Richard Aguirre, is the f- police officer who murdered Ruby Doss. Yep, in
0: 1986. Mm-hmm. And, folks, that is why some people do not like programs like this or really don't like stories like this because it doesn't wrap up fast enough Mm -hmm. this story started when I was three years old and now I'm 40 and it's wrapping Mm -hmm. come on yo you have to wait sometimes and sometimes you might not even survive for it to end Mm -hmm. so before you jump on Twitter and think you have the answer you probably don't Wait a while. Yeah. Get some ginger snaps and wait.
1: Yeah, and it's still not done because he hasn't been sentenced yet.
0: Yep. Yeah, the sentencing's coming early February. Yeah. Yeah. So that. So yeah. Even now, we're still waiting almost another month. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and then we know that his lawyer is gonna try to appeal. Yep. But the judge seemed pretty steadfast. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, you know what? And folks that listen to that episode. I was not optimistic that the judge would even be on the right side here. I wasn't.
1: I mean, I get it. I get it.
0: Yeah. All right. Now, now the real wrap it up, because we are just acting like teenagers on the telephone that don't want to We hang are. On. I was
1: just going to point out that, um, <laughs> like, as you were pointing out your age uh, of how long this has taken, um, Ruby Doss's daughters are barely older than us. Like, the youngest one was born in 1978, so it's basically been, like, their whole fucking lives waiting for this, like, some sort of... It's not even justice at this point, but you know what I mean? Like, some sort of resolution for their mother. Yeah. Like, yeah, 1978, she got murdered in 86, and he just fucking got convicted in 2024.
0: Man, I don't have any photographs because the house burned down, but I I crap you not. This is a a family-friendly program. Uh, Ruby Doss looks kinda like my biological mother. Like it's kinda bugged out. Even like, you know, and the style comes into play, of course, with mm-hmm. the French braids. Yeah. And so few image. Like and I think it well, was
1: also out there by you too, because this was in Spokane.
0: Yep, Washington yeah. State. I was over there in Olympia at the time. Yeah. Alright, now we're actually hanging up the phone. Yes. Alright? And so we will see you in science class tomorrow. Dear <laughs> friends. Tampa police say the person in this video was not a victim. She's now facing a prostitution charge.